This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. was ladies and gentlemen the theme song by evie solace lightning bags and welcome back with me the host of this podcast bonnie orbison yeah today's guest was already once in this podcast just the a bunch of boys surrounding here we're talking about ac ellen the front singer of barara and a super cool vintage woman out of the UK. If I remember clearly then um TikTok reposted Easy's room on the Pinterest page. Easy correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah. And she's super kind. It was super lovely talking to her one more time and she's super cool and we had a good conversation about our path of this vintage seeking old music lover yeah it was really lovely and um yeah it was just lovely easy is really really kind super dope woman um to talk to so yeah enjoy this and if you can't get enough of this episode um i put out a preview a five minute preview yesterday on my youtube channel called um the what do you have a game they have easy word where i ask her personalized what you are the questions and then i also have asked her the 10 bonus questions but what you can get on my buy me a coffee page so go check it out the link is in the description as well as the link to my book um yes i'm also not only a podcaster but also uh an author and i would love you would go if you would go check out my novel follow me yeah have a lot of fun with izzy and we see us next Sunday again. Bye and have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Izzy Allen here. Hello. Uh, how would you describe yourself? 
like I don't want to describe you because I recognize that everybody has an own you know like a own way of just seeing themselves yeah um well I I think on my TikTok everyone assumes I'm really confident but I'm the most socially awkward person you could ever encounter like I'm so bad in social situations so I'd say definitely awkward I remember this one's is that was a word I picked on Bonnie Sargent um awkward (laughs) um I'm gonna say um fascinating because I'm a bit strange but it's almost like an interesting strange so I'd say fascinating I don't know if that's being really vain but I don't mean it to be but uh, fascinating uh and awkward fascinating and weird yeah there we go how do you yeah well um yeah you already named that um you're back here in this podcast how do you feel about that oh no I really like it like I I love doing I love doing podcasts especially with you um, but it, it's really fun I feel I know it's just because you're so easy to talk to it's, it's really great like sometimes sometimes um uh when especially when we're doing it with band it's like I don't know when to start speaking just because in case they start speaking and it's just like I don't know but like yeah. I love editing <laughs> yeah like I, I can imagine yeah. yeah and the last time your mic was like really low and like I had to it's okay now Oh, my game's all the way up it should be it's good it's fine now <laughs> what is it difficult like you said it's easy to speak with me what is difficult like how are people difficult to talk to no, it's like um I feel like sometimes it's uh um when I do when we've done a couple of podcasts it's almost like more of an interview but this is like more like um and chatty and I, I really like that yeah Okay. I think it's really nice. Thank you. Since the last time we met, it I think it changed a lot, right? Um, it yeah. was in August last year. And now, not just for Barare, kind of, I think in your life it changed. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it has changed. I mean, yeah, we decided <laughs> to move out. Like, that's a big change I didn't think would happen. We're moving out of that, apart from with Plateau, because Plateau's going to go live in Belgium but he's still gonna because you can get like the tube to England so he'll still do gigs with us and record music for us all that he will just won't live near us but um yeah we're moving out together um we're working on um a lot of music at the moment like I don't know if I'm allowed to say this like I really don't know what I'm allowed to say because I haven't said like things I'm not allowed to say and what I am allowed to say but we have like about 10 songs that we're in the middle of working on Um, like uh, the plan is to um get as many songs done well like obviously ones we like we're not gonna if if there's a song we don't like we won't use it but um and then if we want to release either like a um a single or what's the thing in between a single and an album like ep something like that if we want to release an ep we can just like pick between which ones are like similar or something like that i mean I'm I'm not quite sure if that's how it works, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And and you also you started I don't I don't think you had the Depop shop before we oh, met yeah. the first time. Um, I mean I, I did have the Depop shop, but it wasn't like I, I was kind of just selling some of my old clothes and there. It wasn't like I was making um things. Do you do you still do these um friendship necklaces? Oh yeah, yeah, no, I have um 
the frogs, I don't think people like the frogs too much just because um, they've been up for like two, two and a half weeks and I sold one of them. But mm-hmm. um, I still, I mean, I still think that's good. No, maybe I'm being cynical or what have you but um yeah what that was so that was so funny I don't know if it's funny but like when I watched the video you said like oh yeah I have no friendship necklaces I was like wow that's so cool I want to have one and then I was thinking of a friend I was like I don't have a friend I can send that to that's like what I was thinking because um the chain is 40 centimeters and normally that would like sit around here maybe a little bit lower than the one I'm wearing now on a woman's neck but like for a man it'd probably be about up to here because men have Neck. So I was trying to think, would Barrera, if all of Barrera had like matching frog nexters, firstly, I realized that wouldn't work because they wouldn't wear them. And then secondly, they just, it would be a bit too tight. So. Yeah, and then discussion would, would come up like, oh, you don't wear your necklace today. You know a necklace that Tom wears all the time, like Aves? He hates jewelry. Like it's really, like uh, when we go shopping for clothes, from, I've gone shopping for clothes from about three times because, um, He's a bit questionable on clothing front. Um, <laughs> so um, he, he wears like joggers and jeans, like, you know, uh, basic boys clothing. I can never get him into any kind of jewelry. Like I really like it if like when we gig, he could wear like a beaded, like a 60 sub necklace. But no, until on his on his birthday, I got him a stainless steel um, tag necklace with uh, engraved um, plateau or drummer's face on it. Ooh. oh yeah tom only wears jewelry when it has plateau's face on and that's what i've learned really strange okay. yeah you call him plateau right oh yeah plateau well it's his first name is tom and then we'd have two toms so uh thomas plateau is just plateau yeah and i called him tom too <laughs> yeah <laughs> we did that at the start but it kind of just it didn't work so well so um yeah just plateau okay um yeah um he's the drummer right yeah yeah okay so it was so funny because when i watched the live stream um on hopbox yeah um when he was like um reading all, all these comments and he was like i can read it i forgot my classes that was that was that's me in classes every time oh my gosh yeah i was like i i i'm really bad at reading things i'm dyslexic so i was like I was like, oh god i can't do this and then and then i looked at tom and he's like and then tom looked at plateau and it was like panic <laughs> so he's he's short-sighted then right um i don't know I, i've never realized that he needed glasses he never <laughs> mentioned it until then okay so, you know. yeah. that was so funny i i think i i um i even filmed it and sent it to my best friend who sits always next to me in classes and i'm like that's me do a meme out of that <laughs> Because um, I'm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like wearing glasses. And the thing is, now I get my driver's license and I do my driver's license. And I um, got to the doctor and he was like, yeah, you need glasses to drive the car. And I was like, oh, no, this is the worst nightmare of my life. Gosh, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't I don't like wearing my glasses because I, I don't. It's, but I've had a really bad headache today, so I've had to actually wear them. That's what so are you like short-sighted or i don't really know i just know that um this makes the world look clearer so <laughs> i don't know what that means but like yeah yes my mom was making fun of me and said like oh um maybe you don't want to see the world clearly and i was like wow thank you <laughs> um yeah so 
obviously your room is in entirely the posters and um yeah how did this started uh well when i was well on the ripe old age of 12 so many years ago i downloaded pinterest mm-hmm. you know yeah. i saw all these cool photos from rooms vintage rooms and i was like i want that but my mom wouldn't let me <laughs> so for like the first year or so i had like a blue walls like pretty average room maybe with like a couple posters maybe two small ones then when I was about 14 I decided right now I don't like this so I, I got maybe oh geez I got about six more on my wall and I realized no that's not enough either so I had that whole wall in my back in the back yeah done then I still thought my walls on that side were bare so I did like a full wall on that side uh, that wall's been replaced. The Pink Floyd... No, you can't see that. The Pink Floyd was being replaced. It used to have the Beatles on it, but I feel like there were too many Beatles. So I the Pink Floyd. But that's my Pink Floyd wall. And, yeah, it's kind of just accumulated. I, it's just because I have painted blue walls and I don't like the colour. Yeah. So I, I just use it to almost cover it up. But I counted up. I have about... In my room, I have over... I think it's saying like over 200 pictures of just Paul McCartney's face like from books and like my posters and records and things probably a lot more than that but I just find that really funny yes but are yeah. you like such a huge Paul McCartney fan oh he's such a legend I, I I think um I used to be a bigger fan of him than I was than I am now but I still have the highest respect for him of course um yeah so how did you get into this kind of music well um definitely my father my my dad but it wasn't like this kind of music my dad used to listen to like 80s glam rock so like kiss and white snake was one of them and you know all them death leopards you got all that and then and then i used to listen to that and then i found queen i used to be the biggest fan of queen when i was like really young i but like i i was like when i was about seven but i only liked their later stuff like what kind of a child it says I even saw like Brian May when I was like seven and I I still vaguely remember it he played Bohemian Rhapsody it was so sick but um yeah that was cool and then um and then I maybe when I was about 14 I found Pink Floyd because my dad had it in his CDs I used to steal my dad's CDs I, I, I still do and um and then from there I found other bands on like Spotify and stuff like I started listening to Pink Floyd more when I was about 15 and then like all the all this psychedelic stuff I started listening to when I started college like I just I went through this massive psychedelic phase like just as I left school and then like in college I was like that is what I want to be and I bought all these really weird psychedelic clothes like I have so many really peculiar pieces of 60s clothing which are so ugly but so cool <laughs> honestly but yeah um, probably yeah but we have one similarity and that's queen being a, a huge queen stan in a young age yeah no I, I thought it was so cool I remember I used to one of my favorite songs when I was younger is, was um the song who wants to live forever I don't think that's very late I considering that how many albums they made but yeah, I used to be obsessed with that song, even though, like, it was so depressing, but I just didn't know that. I just thought, oh, it's a sad song they wrote until 
yeah no when I got a bit older I was like oh it's because he was dying yeah and and you know I think the most I don't know but the one song of Queen that always makes me cry is forever but like the piano version like this oh. song just makes me cry <laughs> I remember um recently well it wasn't recently about a year ago I like learned how to do like a picking pattern with love of my life on guitar and it sounds really cool but I probably don't know how to do it anymore <laughs> unless I like practice something constantly I just fly out of my mind yeah yeah so yeah I remember yeah as I told you my dad listened to a lot of 70s 80s rock when I was yeah. really young well like especially 80s but like he liked the 70s rock too and then we moved out of it and I he was like always forcing me to listen to old music you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like he was like don't start listening to modern music and I was like okay dad <laughs> and my mom was a huge Blondie fan yeah um, so I got from there that side as well the influence of like listening to old music and then I yeah I don't know I got into all watching old music mu um, movies and um, yeah the eight I think I discovered Queen maybe six I don't remember but I hadn't I hadn't I had an earworm <laughs> of um of friends will be for friends will be friends and oh. yes and my um it was playing on the radio and I just had it spinning in my head the entire day and then I was like dad what's this song called and he was like oh that's queen and so I got into queen and then from queen yeah. I got into all the other stuff and yeah. I'm I'm so sad because the last two years or something I got into modern music and now I'm listening to a mix of both but before that I was like really just constantly listening to old music like did that happen to you once too where you were like switching to a modern direction or not um yeah I was like I, I started listening to loads of um like retro music and then maybe when I was about in year five or six, I still listened to some of it, but I also listened to like more modern rock bands, like, like football out boy. Somehow I liked that. Honestly, I can't, I don't know why. I think it was just because I saw some of my friends doing what listening to them. I thought like, I want to be cool. And then I, I started listening to Melanie Martinez. Like when she, I remember it was literally just as she released um, Dollhouse. And now she's massive. Like she's huge, which is interesting. But you know, actually like an interesting story I have about that is well not about Melanie Martinez I don't it's not too relevant but I remember when I was about in year nine one of my friends um she showed me this artist who was our age and they only had about 200,000 monthly listeners or something and uh, uh, and she was like completely obsessed with them and then she kind of faded out with it and that person was it was Billie Eilish and now it's like I know and I just find that so baffling like literally she she uh, it, I, I find that so crazy and um I, I mentioned it to her probably about a year ago and she was like oh yeah that was cool it's like that's so sick like honestly <laughs> and she just, yeah it was cool <laughs> yeah okay no. well that's huge that's huge no I I just remember my mom got a new boyfriend and um like he's not her, her partner and when we met he was like so fascinated that I was like listening to old music because he had never met a young person like me who yeah. listens to old music. And then, and then I got into modern stuff and he was like, 
girl, now you did a terrible mistake. And then suddenly everybody around me told that. And then one year ago or something, I said like, okay, you know what? I start, I just mix both of them like, together. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. I do, I do still listen to like a couple more modern artists. Like, um, I mean, technically Radiohead are quite modern just because like, I know that they release music in ice and whatever, but they're like one of their most recent albums, like really recent, like I can't actually no, i can't be bothered to pick it up but you know um and also a song i've been listening to loads i don't really know why is probably just because i really like the lyrics in it is uh when the world caves in which is a popular mm-hmm. song on tiktok and i just think it's a really pretty song yeah or what i've i've also discovered is that there are a lot of new artists out there who want to bring the old music back <laughs> yeah like your band <laughs> yeah yeah no of course we i am i'm very excited for some of the music to come in barrera i think i know i would describe the album that abnormal beginnings to mix between um classic rock influences which you can hear and maybe um modern alt rock um but like the new one is more it's like almost more retro with a more contemporary twist like the new music we've been uh looking at and i'm i think you can also hear how much we've like uh improved as writers and what have you like more complex things and yeah i'm just really looking forward to it um yeah i just uh i just um remember that you said in the live stream we did um that you recorded a dreams cover Oh my god! But you haven't posted it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we there's a couple covers we've done that we haven't posted. We've done dreams and yellow. We are we are going to put it on YouTube, but we're yeah. I I don't know why we haven't yet. Honestly, it's so. I think we'll yeah. I think uh, something I really wanted to do is for because we wouldn't have a video to go with it. We'd just like have a photo and then the music in the background. I wanted to recreate the um, Rumours album. Like, you know, there's... Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, the cover, you mean? Yeah. Oh, what was... Yeah. But it'd probably have to be me and Plateau because none of the others have beards. Plateau has a beard. So, yeah, that'd be really cool. But who knows? It's not easy to do that at the moment because still COVID's going on. I find it interesting how we can go into shops, but... Uh, people are still aren't allowed to go in your house and things. Who is a musician you like admire like a lot? Um, I think a musician I admire the most would probably be Roger Waters, just because like the history behind his music and what he wrote about, like how his di- dad died in the war, which is like where the war came from, and it's just the influence that that had on his music and how he managed to like turn it into such a amazing art form I find really fascinating and it's just I it's I just think it's crazy I think it's so so amazing what you can do and yeah okay when did you discover you want to become a musician this is actually quite an interesting story basically uh for one of my mates um at school he said that he was applying to this college called ACM and I'd obviously never heard of ACM and um that was kind of just because I I did like I was planning on being a designer and I did like music 
Um, but it was, I never really saw it as a career path, especially <laughs> my, my dad. I, I, I think he briefly thought, uh, he briefly accidentally said that he thought he wanted me to go into more of an art career. Cause even though um, music is still a kind of art thing that you don't get paid that much for these days, it's still better than uh, like um, um, being an artist is still better than being a musician because there's so many, it's so much broader. But yeah, I basically went to all of these local colleges and I hadn't even seen ACM. I hadn't even seen it, but my mindset was it can't be any worse than what I've just seen. So, <laughs> so I just, I went to um, ACM without even like having any kind of induction, auditioned, managed to, I wasn't even meant to be like, you have, because I failed my maths, I wasn't even meant to be doing um, the two years, meant to be doing the three years so I could have some extra time to like sort out music stuff. And um, they let me in to the one, the two year anyway, I don't really know why, which was cool. And then, um, yeah. And then I just, everything was just panned out really well. And I I found it really fun being there. And I'm so glad as well. I remember um, I met James's friend, who's our bassist. And that's how I met James and Tom, who are our, you know, Aves, our lead guitarist, James, our bassist. And without, like, if I hadn't have gone into the, I feel like I'm bombing too much, but if I hadn't got into the um, three, if I hadn't gone into the two-year course, I wouldn't have been in Barrera. You, you sing, and do you play also? Um, I play um, play a bit of rhythm guitar, and I'm also currently learning how to play. Well, because I'm obviously not the lead guitarist, I'll always be Tom's role. But when <laughs> I write things, um, I think it'd be really helpful for me to know more. Um. Uh, guitar solo techniques so when I want to have if I've written a song and I want a solo in it I can write something really brief that Tom can work from so he gets an idea of what I'd like yeah which I mean maybe that makes sense maybe it doesn't I really don't know but um yeah it's just like also skills I also don't have too much music theory knowledge as much as I should because I kind of just leave that to Plato because he's really good at music theory but um (laughs) having that kind of knowledge would be really useful so yeah. Do you I think it would be useful? Because, you know, sometimes you hear from musicians that even didn't know how, yeah, like, you know, like even how to know down their music. And then oh, yeah. like, Carney doesn't know how to read sheet music, which absolutely baffles me. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, 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 that was kind of my argument when they said, oh, you should pick up some more music. It's like, yeah, but like, you know, so many great musicians they don't need it and it kind of like improves their music because they don't think about it too logically they just yeah they think sounds cool but um I feel like it can also be really helpful because a lot of the music I want to write is made up of really complicated scales that I can't really write without um that knowledge so it just kind of depends what kind of music you want to be working on I guess that's at least my opinion yeah different for other people who always be different depending on the person but yeah that's that's my opinion of it I definitely will think of um will think about this when I'm um I have 
I'm graduating next year and I I am like one of my main subjects is music and we do yeah. so much music theory and it's like so stressful and, yeah. yeah I I'm I don't I don't think I've ever told any of the members of Borero just because I was so embarrassed but I actually failed my music GCSE oh. <laughs> I think I yeah I'm definitely sure I told them I passed it just because um I didn't want to tell them I failed it uh, but yeah I I there you go is he from Borero failed on music GCSE oh very cool that's fine do anything kids if you put your mind up to it don't worry Every, yeah I can oh. also cut that out if you want <laughs> oh no no it's all right I don't mind um, I don't mind the, like, I, I, it doesn't bother me too I much I finally said it guys <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like it, kind of, it also kind of just proves that it, um it doesn't really show for too much like if you it's like um some really famous writers failed their English yeah. like doesn't reflect you as a person at all it's just yeah can you be bothered to revise the answer was no I could not yeah uh, exactly yeah yeah it's it's the same when my music teacher is like saying I remember the first day like the first lesson we had the fair she stood in front of us and we're like everyone everybody will pass in my course is that okay and we were all like okay 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 <laughs> but when did you know you can sing like when did you realize oh yeah I can sing um, well when I was younger I did like a drama thing where I um did singing like musical theater and I always liked singing but um I, I wasn't very good at it so I guess I I never really knew that I was good at singing I kind of trained my voice more. I, I, I still have like a long way to go because um, I think I've improved dramatically because when Borero's done things live, I kind of sometimes panic and then just struggle with some things, but that's just um, stage fright, I guess, as well. But um, yeah, it's like training my voice. I I think I my um, all my cousins and my sister, we have like, we all of us can like sing and I think we get it from our um our granddad because he was really good at singing but um cool yeah I think I I just had to train my voice more so I I wasn't like really born with it I guess I kind of just yeah that's that's how I describe it it's I'm I'm talk I talk to this to a lot of singers if they were always confident about singing and that stuff but yeah no I have not been always confident about singing I wasn't even planning on being the singer in Barrera when me and Tom met to be in a band, honestly. But I I sang Can't Help and then he was like, Yeah, yeah, you're the singer now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what how it played out. Yeah. Interesting insight on Barrera. And who 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 should have sang then? Huh? I don't know. We would have probably have just got someone probably if it wasn't me singing, we would have probably got a male singer. But yeah. I, I don't think I can ever see Barrera's music being sung by a male just at the moment now, just because I'm obviously female, so now most of our music is written with that in mind. So, like, notes-wise, etc. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. I would have been the rhythm guitarist as well. <laughs> as well and the songwriter. That was would have been my role, but that changed very quickly so yeah. yeah yeah when did you start to songwrite um 
I've always I've always really enjoyed songwriting ever since I was younger. I think it was just um, maybe I wanted when I went to ACM, I went there wanting to learn how to write music better. So for the first year and maybe a couple months, I did um, songwriting and didn't really learn I I don't want to sound mean but I really didn't learn too much from it what they would do was they would give us a brief and then they'd be like oh write a song about this it's like they wouldn't really go into two depths of different like techniques and things that I would have found to be more helpful and um yeah but um I still think it, it was helpful in other ways like you've got that experience of working with people and um yeah but just um after um after a while I was like yeah I need to do um vocals more so I can improve my singing so now I'm on the vocals course but yeah I was kind of just saying I wanted to learn I was never I kind of just got into it more as I was in Barrera like can't help it's probably one of the first proper songs I ever wrote um yeah but it's it's the same you know I'm a writer and I've read all these because I was like thinking that my first novel I was like oh yeah I have to improve my writing or something and I have to read books how to write although yeah. I always read my entire life and I read all these books and they didn't help <clears throat> they didn't help at all like, yeah, no. or now I'm kind of on TikTok on the writer talk side and then they're giving you advices how to write a good book and I'm like like what are you telling like it's just not I don't know it's it's such yeah. a diff- maybe it's a, it's a because it's such an individual thing to write songs or to write poems or to write books that it's it's really difficult to get taught yeah no I see what you mean I I completely agree I don't think I, I it's kind of like teaching someone how to write poetry I would describe it to be it's like you can't really teach someone it's interpretation you can you can show someone how you could do this that and the other but you can't like it it's almost yeah it's kind of like teaching someone how to write a book it's all about how you interpret things and your imagination you know and I think I think something that's really helped me with songwriting is um poetry like um I'm looking here you like fiddling with things on my desk sorry but um yeah do you, do you actually like knit or something oh right um sorry I've been like making it I've been oh, like fiddling with this that's cool um, that's nice but, um is yeah it like a dream catcher or something yeah oh yeah it's gonna be a dream catcher but I, I have one that I made up on my um one I thought I'd have a white one on the other side but um <laughs> yeah no when I think one of the biggest things that um helps with songwriting if there was anything is literally writing poetry because um I don't think lyrics have to be that important because it's just saying that ties it all together but then when you do write songs which are very um vocally led you need to have more depth to your what you're writing about in my opinion yeah um I think having that there is really good like yeah because you can even like reference it like if you write poetry you can be like oh that line's cool I could put it in this that and the other you know yes exactly when I started writing poetry and then sometimes I'm like oh yeah I take this and kind of develop it into a song I completely 
I completely have to change the poem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I totally get your point. Yeah. Do you know what you want to do after college? Uh, well, I'm moving in with band and then I'm going to uni afterwards. And in uni, I shall be studying either songwriting or vocals. I haven't decided yet. Really struggling to decide. And probably I'll probably end up doing songwriting, but vocals, if I do songwriting, then I get, get a vocal tutor. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, um, focusing on band, really trying to, obviously, because we all want band to be our career. If band goes well, after uni we'll move into a bigger house together if we're earning a little bit more money because obviously we don't I mean I, I don't know if it's obvious uh, many people are often curious money-wise about Barrera which I mean fair enough uh we we individually don't earn any money we always put it back into band like every yeah. any kind of money we make we goes towards making things like um uh cds t-shirts well we're going to make t-shirts soon of course and um cds uh obviously vinyl like the money we made from cds and doing the hot box gig went towards um vinyl yeah and um yeah it's always going back into band we i think uh, um i i don't even know what point it's going to get to when we can finally say all right yeah no we can we can get paid a little bit because i don't I don't think that will happen for a long time. Yeah. Yeah.